whether you love or don't love to cook, whether you're cooking for one or cooking for an army, you can harness the life-changing power of thyroid healthy meals if you meal plan. Even for somebody like me who loves to cook, I don't want to have to come up with something every time I eat, nor do I want to spend all day in the kitchen or make a bunch of trips to the store in a week. That's just a recipe for kitchen burnout. And it's a recipe for getting really desperate and going astray from the foods that help us thrive. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt, don't want to do it again. So how do we avoid that? Well, the best way to avoid these common pitfalls and stick to our healing goals as far as the food that we're eating is through meal planning. If you plan it, you can do it. And there are a few different methods you can use to meal plan depending on your needs and circumstances. I developed a time-tested system that combines a little bit of each and can help make thyroid healthy eating your new normal. So I'm gonna cover all of that today in this special episode on thyroid healthy meal planning. Hello, Thyroid Thrivers. Welcome back to another episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites, a weekly podcast dedicated to helping you live well and eat well so you can feel well. I'm Ginny Mahar, your host and the face behind the apron at hypothyroidchef.com. All right, welcome to the show. I'm so excited about this topic. This is one of my absolute favorite topics, thyroid healthy meal planning, because it's incredibly important and it was such a huge part and is and always will be such a huge part of how I stay the course so that I can stay energized and healthy and vibrant and alive and just feeling like me and keeping a lot of those um, common thyroid related symptoms down is through thyroid healthy eating you know, fostered by thyroid healthy meal planning. As many of you know, I have my own story with this. I went from being sick and tired all day, every day for four years and to finally turning my health around. And while thyroid healthy eating isn't the only part of how that happened, it is a foundational part of thyroid healthy living. This is one of those areas where the rubber really meets the road. And I think we have to really kind of wrap our heads around thyroid healthy meal planning and meal preparation. When we have a low functioning thyroid, we've got to get in that healing mindset because until we can get past that roadblock, we're sort of stuck at the trailhead of our healing journey. And that mindset piece is really required to do this because what we're doing here is going to require some courage and some time and some effort. We're changing things up. We're trying new foods. You know, there is no magic pill and no silver bullet and no magic wand here. So some of the, you know, just personal mindset roadblocks we can come up against is worthiness. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to convenience anyone. Um, We get overwhelmed. Maybe we bite off more than we can chew. And, you know, we have to remember that baby steps are really more sustainable here oftentimes than big ones. So as long as it's right for you, taking smaller steps can often help to reduce that overwhelm roadblock. Another mindset roadblock we run into around this is perfectionism. 
uh, I didn't have food on hand and I ate something I wasn't supposed to. So everything's ruined and I quit. (laughs) I definitely used to be that way. And I've had to train myself out of that just by saying, you know what? Bumps in the road are going to happen. And the most important thing is that we just keep going. Another big one I see in here from people is just impatience. This is going to take time. It takes years, really. I mean, it's, I spent years sort of getting to where I'm at with my diet now, and it's always evolving and changing as my body continues to evolve and change. So you have to really start where you are, meet yourself where you are and know that it's going to take some time. But if you keep making those small steps and stay the course, they really do add up. Finally, I just want to acknowledge and honor and validate that we're often afraid to give up the foods we love and change the way we eat. I know I certainly went through my own sort of emotional processing with that, but really adopting a healing mindset starts with those core beliefs. And I kind of touched on this in my recent episode on the myths, fears, and roadblocks around thyroid healthy eating, but you have to believe that you're worth it that you're allowed to have needs, that you can feel better, that you deserve the kind of love and care that you give to others, and that you're not alone. I mean, far from it. You know, there's there's too many of us thyroid patients out there, and you are not the only one who has faced these hurdles and gone through some of these blocks. We're all going through it, and I think many of us continue to go through it. Just we sort of like level up, level up, level up, and we just have to continue to peel back those layers of you know the different and various, very tricky ways sometimes that we can get in our own way with this. There's some pragmatic roadblocks around thyroid healthy eating. Will it take too long? Will it cost too much? Will I have to buy weird ingredients? Again, I covered a lot of that in my recent episode around the myths, fears, and roadblocks. So if you want to hear more about that, I would go back to that episode. But I think the number one roadblock I hear is not knowing where to begin. Like, I'm new to this. Where do I even start? Or not just where to begin, but how do I, if I'm already on the thyroid healing path, how do I stay the course? How do I stay inspired? Like, how do I stay on this path long-term so that I can reap those long-term benefits. And I have to announce, because I'm so excited about it, that I just launched my answer to that question. Where do I begin and or how do I stay the course so that I can reap the benefits? And my solution is called the Thyroid Healthy Meal Plan Kickstart. I didn't really realize when I was starting out with this, but it is absolutely kind of my signature course. And it walks you through everything from a mini course on what thyroid healthy eating is and how it works to a roadmap of this is a four week plan we're going to do together. It's got the meal plans, the recipes, the shopping lists built right in to get you started. I teach you in the course how to do it yourself with your own meal planning so that I'm not just giving you a fish. I'm teaching you to fish so that you can do this for yourself long-term. And along the way, I teach you how to use this method to discover your unique food sensitivities. I mean, this is 
a method that's considered the gold standard of discovering food sensitivities. So I walk you through that entire process. I provide a food sensitivity tracker that you can track all that stuff along the way. It's like the complete package. And one of the most amazing parts of the Thyroid Healthy Meal Plan Kickstart is that it comes with my Thyroid Healthy Everyday e-cookbook. Also just putting it all out there at once. This is a 50 recipe e-cookbook featuring so many of my absolute favorite and exclusive quick and easy thyroid healthy recipes. If you're listening and you feel like, ah, I don't, I don't really need the kickstart, check out the ebook. You can choose from either purchase option. Um, but I, I have to mention that because I just put it out there. You can find it on my hypothyroidchef.com homepage or at hypothyroidchef.com slash kickstart. So super excited about that finally being out in the world as a solution. How do we do it? How do we apply the principles of thyroid healthy eating in real life for real people? So this is my real world solution. Okay. So let's talk about thyroid healthy meal planning. This is a little bit of a a sample of what's in the course, but I've really kind of boiled this down to a science because meal planning is hard and we all have different needs. Some of us really need to be able to like grab and go with food because we're rushing out the door to work. We're picking up kids or whatever we're doing. We have so much on our plates that in order to actually do this, to get the nutrients we need to reap those, those rewards, this needs to be kind of simple and no brainer. You know, some of us too are like, I actually, in our family, we want to sit down at the table every night. So, you know, or for others, it's like, I have really picky kids or my family isn't really on board with my nutritional restrictions. They have no interest in going gluten or dairy free. Listen, this is my life. (laughs) You know, my husband and son have no interest in going gluten or dairy free. I'm feeding a picky kiddo. I'm a busy mom. So I get it. I get all of it. And these three methods I'm going to share with you today sort of cover all, I think all bases. And you can listen and just sort of think about which one sounds right for me. And you can also mix and match. So let me explain. We'll start with the first method, what I call the meal prep method. I think this is the best method for those who really just want convenient, healthy fuel. What you do is you're going to spend one or two days a week prepping components or prepping like, you know, meals in containers. You may have seen some of this on Pinterest or on Instagram where people will, you know, cook one to two days a week. They pack up their meals in containers. Everything's in there ready to go. When they're rushing out the door to work, they can grab it. They've got their lunch or they come home, you know, after a long day, boom, they've got dinner ready to go. And it really is a great time saver. I think this is like, if you really need the least amount of cooking and preparation possible, the meal prep method can be really helpful. So the basic idea is, you know, it's your, it's basic. You're making basic components. So things like shredded chicken, uh, steamed broccoli, roasted sweet potatoes. Maybe you prepare a salad dressing, like a homemade vinaigrette. You get your salad greens washed. 
maybe you make some kind of a, a dip or spread. If you eat beans, maybe you make a hummus or something like that, or a green sauce if you're on the autoimmune protocol. So you get those different components together. And then you can either mix and match throughout the week to create meals and snacks from those components, or like some people, you know, you can pack them up in those containers and have them ready to grab and go. You cook one or two days a week for one, maybe max two hours at a time. And that's it. Like that's all the cooking you do. I think that can work really well for some people and not so well for others. Um, if you don't mind repetition, it can be great. If you're not feeding a family, I think it makes a little bit more sense. So that brings me to method number two, the weekly template method. So this is really great, I think, for families and busy working thyroid thrivers who they want to sit down at the table, but they also need it to be easy and stress-free. They've got, you know, maybe a spouse who isn't on board with some of these dietary restrictions. They've got kids who want chicken nuggets and pizza every night. You know, this is where I think the weekly template can come in really handy. It can take some time to put this weekly menu together, but once you're there, it's done and you just play it on repeat. So that's the basic idea. You have a one, maybe a two week menu rotation. So just some examples, uh, Monday is taco night, Tuesday is spaghetti night, or maybe for you, it's spaghetti squash. Uh, Wednesday is roast chicken night. Thursday is burger night or burger salad night. Uh, Friday is some kind of fish and steamed veggie and rice, depending on, you know, whether or not you eat gluten-free grains. You can, of course, customize this to what your current dietary restrictions are, as with any of these methods. But you hopefully you get that basic idea of that you're making this sort of menu template and you never have to really think about it. You've got your one, maybe two-week menu template and you know, well, after tacos, we have spaghetti night, then we have roast chicken night, then we have burger night. You don't have to think about it. And they're recipes that, you know, a lot of us have made over and over a lot of what I call family favorites so that when you come home at the end of a long day and you want to put a nutritious meal, colorful, lots of plant foods, all that on the table, you don't have to also go, what's for dinner? Where's that recipe? I've never made this before. You know, that takes more mental energy. And usually it takes more time. Even someone like me who loves to try new recipes, I try to limit how many new recipes I make in a week. They do take more bandwidth. They, they do take more time. Sometimes there's maybe a new ingredient on that new recipe that I don't have on hand. So I've had to put it on the list, go to the store, you know, all that stuff that comes into play. With the weekly template, you cancel all that out. It's just your basic stuff. You know you've got your staples on hand. It's things that everybody at the table loves. And I think it can work really well that way for people who are busy and still want to sit down to a hot, freshly prepared meal with their families. Some of the downsides, it can be a little repetitive. You know, I know in our family, if we ate the same seven days in a row of 
meals or even 14 days in a row, I would be bored. I just, I love variety. I love trying new things and I love to mix it up. I love mixing in seasonal favorites and things like that. So, you know, for me, the template approach, if I strictly were to do that, it would be a little bit overly repetitive. I would get bored. But again, this is your healing journey. Maybe you're out there going, that sounds awesome. I'm going to work on this. I'm going to work on like brainstorming. What are those, what are those meals that keep everybody happy that I can just make over and over again? Okay. That brings me to method number three, the meal planning method. This is the method that I use. It's time tested. I've been putting this to work for me for gosh, uh, seven years now to keep me on the thyroid healthy eating path. Um, It works great for me and my family. I think it's really good for people who do love to cook and eat and get bored with repetition like me. Um, But it's also flexible and it can incorporate, you know, a little bit of the first two methods. So the basic idea is that every week, we create a menu, say, let's just say like in a typical week, Sunday, we create a menu for our family of three, where we're all pretty big eaters. What works for us is four mains, two breakfasts, and then one snack or treat each week. So I've got my running grocery list. I always keep a list of like ideas, maybe something my son asked for throughout the week, something that just sounds good because of the weather or whatever. And I start with those ideas and I work in some of those family favorites that I need, you know, the easy like weeknight meals. Let's do a burger, burger salad night. You know, that's always a hit with my son. Then I work in a couple things that, you know, maybe some recipes I'm testing that are a little less familiar, but are exciting and that I can sort of, you know, mix, put into this weekly mix that works for us. But I have that model of the four mains, the two breakfasts, and the one snack or treat per week. And I make that menu on Sunday. takes me about 30 minutes to create my menu and my shopping list. I get my groceries, and that day I try to do a little bit of extra food prep. So maybe make a big Sunday dinner, roast chicken, a salad. Maybe I throw together a salad dressing. And maybe I also try to make like a snack recipe or even prepare like a breakfast recipe for the next day. Just that little bit of extra cooking time is what sets us up for a successful and easy and doable week of thyroid healthy eating. I use a couple dry erase boards that I stick inside my kitchen cupboard. So I've got that, you know, the one like running shopping list and then the other list that has my menu for the week. So I have it there. I don't have to keep it up here in my head because I'm going to forget. I'm going to, you know, have it all in my head when I go to the store and by Tuesday night, I'm like, what did I shop for? What are, or even just what are the choices? Let's look, what sounds good tonight? Let's do, you know, let's have that fish tonight because we want to eat that while it's fresher. So just, it brings it to a level of mental energy required that to me feels doable. It allows flexibility. It builds in some of those family friendly favorites. It builds in some of that meal prep approach where I'm making maybe a big batch of something on Sunday that'll help get me through the week. So that's what works for me 
what, what sounds like it would work for you. I'd love to hear if you're watching on YouTube, drop a comment, tell me what has worked for you to keep you on track with thyroid healthy meal planning and meal preparation. All right. I want to share my number one tip, and this is something that I think is helpful for everyone, no matter which meal planning or meal prep approach you use. If there is one takeaway that you take with you from this show, it's to do some meal prep once a week, some extra meal prep once a week. So I'll use Sunday as an example. Sunday's kind of my favorite day to make something like a double batch of soup or a big batch of breakfast hash or a big batch of breakfast sausage. Maybe I make a paleo banana bread or something like that. That's going to help get me through the first few days of the week. I've got one, two, maybe even three things on hand. And all that does is just make the week so much more doable and easy. It helps me avoid the most common pitfall of I don't have anything to eat. I I don't have time to cook right now and I'm starving. So I guess I'm just going to order a pizza or eat a bag of chips or go through the drive-through or just eat something that doesn't really make sense for me and that is not in alignment with my healing goals. That's how I end up eating things that I know don't serve me and don't make me feel good. So trying to do some extra meal prep once a week, even if you're not into this whole organizational approach of like meal prep and meal planning, if you just do that, just do a little bit of extra cooking, it's going to set you up. And then once you have that success, as you start the week, you build on that momentum. So when you take that first healing step, when you set yourself up for that first win and you get there and you're like, it's Monday and I made it through the whole day sticking to my, you know, dietary goals, you're psyched. You're going to feel like I want to keep going. That felt great. I feel great. I want to keep this going. I invested a little bit of extra time on Sunday to do that. Now I'm feeling awesome. Let's roll into Tuesday. I've got some more food in the fridge because I made dinner Monday night and it just sort of rolls through the week and you build and build and build on those wins. You carry that momentum forward and really that's it, right? Like that is what the work of thyroid healthy living and eating looks like. It can be challenging. It is challenging for all of us. You know, if you're like, I can't do this. I, I blew it. I, you know, I'm struggling with working my family into this. You're not the only one. All of us who are on this path have faced or will face those problems. And we all kind of have to problem solve and find the, the solutions that work for us as individuals, the solutions that work best for our families, but you are not on this path alone. And I think that's really what I set out to do always is to make sure that you can go farther, faster on your healing journey, especially when it comes to thyroid healthy eating and meal preparation and meal planning, because I've already made the mistakes. So you don't have to (laughs) let me save you from that. You know, I spent the years trying to figure this out and incorporate my family and all of that stuff. So 
Before we end the show, let's talk about that aspect of thyroid healthy meal preparation and planning. I want to cover some just easy and simple ways that we can incorporate our spouses, our families, or just the people we share meals with into this. Okay. This is just a really simple little tip. Recruit taste testers. Who doesn't want to be a taste tester? I want to be, I want someone to say, Hey, will you be my taste tester? I love that. This works really well with my finicky 10 year old because it gets him on board with what's for dinner. So while I'm making dinner, I might say, Hey, can you try a bite of this soup I'm making? Tell me what it needs. He just is like, yes. And he'll tell me, Oh mom, this, this needs a little salt. He's invested now in what we're eating. He's tasted it and he's like, "Hmm, that's pretty good. You know, which is one spoonful is like a lot easier for him to kind of process than say sitting down to a bowl that's filled with, let's say minestrone filled with kale and carrots and all these veggies that where he's like, whoa, if I give him a bite when his tummy's starting to growl before dinner and ask him to be my taste tester, he's like, "Mm, that's pretty good. So when we sit down at the table, that helps him be like more happy with what's, what we're having to eat. He's had a hand in me making it. And he's like, Oh, that is better with a little more salt, mom, you know? So just a simple little trick that you can use, especially with kids, but with anyone really. Another tip for incorporating your family is when someone asks, how can I help come up with an answer, come up with something, even if it's just chopping onions or washing lettuce or doing the dishes. When you help your family members or roommates become involved, they're more likely to be excited about what you're making and preparing thyroid healthy whole foods. It does take some time and effort. You know, we're talking about peeling carrots and chopping sweet potatoes and slicing cucumbers and things like that. We're, we're working with real whole foods, so it's going to take a little time. So it's important for you to have that support, to lighten your load a little bit and get the family involved. Because when people are involved with the meal preparation, they're more happy to sit down and enjoy that meal together. Finally, talk to them about your health goals. This is another, you know, pitfall I've already been through. Like so many thyroid drivers, I didn't want to be the one with special needs. I didn't want to have dietary restrictions. It, you know, it took me some time to sort of grow into this, but one of the lessons I learned that I'm sharing with you now is to talk to your family and your loved ones about your health goals. I find sometimes less is more here. You know, my husband can kind of glaze over a little bit if I start to go on and on about thyroid healthy eating, which I can do sometimes because I'm so passionate about it. But share just some, a little bit of info about what your goals are and why. Something you maybe learned from this show or in your other travels and and research on thyroid healthy eating. Um, share why you're trying to cut out gluten or even just how things like gluten or dairy make you feel. I just feel really bad if I eat that. I, I'm trying not to eat that because it makes me 
really brain foggy or really bloated or it makes my stomach hurt, whatever it is. Like when they know that and when they understand that, they they want you to be okay. They want you to feel well. They want to support you in your health goals. So don't feel like, you know, you have to have a family who's totally 100% willing to jump on board and go full AIP with you and help you make all the meals. If you don't, if you, like me, have a family who eats everything and has no desire to change it, no matter how much I try to enlighten them otherwise, don't let that stop you from thyroid healthy eating. Your needs matter. You get to have needs, even if they're different than everyone else's. And for many of us, we're preparing the meals. So we get to have some choice about what goes on the table. And one thing I learned as a parent is, you know, you just keep putting those healthy choices in front of them. And at age 10, I do see it paying off. Yeah. And, and yes, he's a kid who would love if I, you know, if I let him to, to dine solely on chicken nuggets, burgers, and French fries, but he's getting a lot more open-minded because he sees me eating that way. He sees me and my husband eating that way. These are the foods that are on his plate. He's grown accustomed to eating them. So, you know, don't underestimate how far the awesome ripples of your healthy choices can go, especially with your family or with whoever you share meals with. You know, one example of like a simple kind of customizable meal is my deluxe burger salad. Uh, I love this example because it's like such a favorite, you know, who doesn't love a burger? My son, if he could eat burgers every night, he would, they are his number one favorite food. So on burger night, I have deluxe burger salad. They can have their buns and all that stuff. Meanwhile, I have this beautiful plate of greens and my burger patty. I slice up maybe some fermented pickles. So I'm getting my probiotics in there. I make a yummy burger sauce that becomes, you know, their burger sauce plus my burger salad dressing. You know, I put diced avocado on there. Sometimes I put uh, some shredded bacon on there, all the fixings. And I sit down and I'm thrilled to be eating burger salad instead of a burger on a bun. It just, it, it's completely lost its appeal because A, I know what it does in my body and it doesn't make me feel good. And B, because I'm looking at this plate of colorful, delicious food. I feel like they're the ones who are missing out. And it saved me from making two meals. You know, that's another thing. You don't have to make two meals from your family. It may require at first that you use something like that uh, family-friendly weekly template to pull it off with those, you know, kind of basic meals that you make over and over. But over time, you can add to that template. You can expand your thyroid healthy, family friendly recipe repertoire and expand your weekly or bi weekly template. So you can do this. I know you can. There's so many great approaches, organizational methods, and hacks that we can apply here to make this doable, make it sustainable. And most of all, make it enjoyable. We've got to enjoy our mealtimes. We should feel happy about sitting down at the table to eat. This doesn't have to be overwhelming, 
too expensive, too hard, too long. There are ways and approaches that you can use. Once again, my thyroid healthy everyday e-cookbook is filled with ways that you can put thyroid healthy meals on the table. This is 50 over 50 quick and easy thyroid healthy recipes. They're gluten-free, dairy-free, paleo. Many of them are also AIP or labeled according to AIP reintroduction phase. And these are some of my absolute favorite thyroid healthy recipes. That thyroid healthy everyday e-cookbook is part of my thyroid healthy meal plan kickstart, which is like my full blown full scale solution for any of you who are like, get me started, walk me through it. Give me the game plan. Give me the meal plans. Get me kickstarted and help me make this my new normal. I'm so excited. I just launched this. It's finally out in the world. So I would love it if you would check it out. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any questions at all. You're always welcome to reach out to me, drop a comment or whatever you prefer. Thank you so much for watching this episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites. I hope that it has inspired and encouraged you to make thyroid healthy eating your new normal. There's so much power in this. It absolutely was foundational to how I got my health and energy back. And I am so far from the only one. So thank you again for watching. If you've enjoyed the show, please don't forget to like, subscribe, or leave a review. That support is so important for the show. So thanks in advance, and I'll see you next time.